Congratulations, Emily. You were the first person to be recorded for this podcast. And you said some weird shit. So proud of you, Emily. Hi. Arigato. This is it. We're just switching to Japanese. We're going to do the entire podcast in Japanese. Hi. Dozo. DMD this. Oh my God. Make it up. Use what you learned from anime. Um. Okay, Nasai Goshujin Samasan. Uh, I don't know. Yeet. Luendo, are you there? Yeet. I am. All right. You guys all ready? Yeah. I am ready. Maybe. You guys all ready? Emily? Emily, are you ready? I am ready. Maybe. Maybe? Is that a maybe yes? Maybe. Maybe what? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, baby. Maybe you're a baby. Baby, baby. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Just go. I'm scared. I'm scared of what you're doing. Before we start, I do want to dedicate this uh, podcast to my grandmother. Um, she died recently, and uh, I had to go to her funeral last weekend, which is why we had to postpone the first campaign of game. And I don't know. For some reason, I thought I'd be able to maybe like start or at least finish this uh campaign before like that happened but still it's just i, I don't know i'm being sentimental and you know whatever <laughs> but um you guys want to go around and introduce yourself are us the players or us the characters yeah both <laughs> oh okay um why, why don't you start ash ash okay yeah we're uh, you on the spot, on the spot. Uh, yay uh, hi, I'm Ash, and I'm playing, uh, as Foxfire. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what, what kind, what kind of, is he, a, what race class is Foxfire? Oh, uh, he is a high elf, and he's a wizard, but he is the highest elf. Yes. Is that so? Emily, Emily do, you, do you care to introduce yourself now? Sure. My name is Emily, and... I do Tumblr art and stuff. I've been friends with Vivian for a while. And I will be playing a character known as Abby Bloodstone, who is a tiefling monk. All right. And she is done with every fucking thing on this planet. Same. Nice. All right. Uendo, you're up. Uh, I'm Uendo. I'm Dutch, so my accent may be prominent, but... I, I don't know if that is much of a problem. And I'm going to be playing as a feral tiefling who is a fighter, and his name is Lufmos. Yeah! We got our three players! Two of them are tieflings! Oh yeah, also, uh, Abby is a devil's tongue tiefling, so she's not your standard fire and brimstone tiefling either. I have so. no idea what the difference between those things are. I am like... Um, Mostly scores and stuff. I have no idea what a score is. <laughs> I'll show you a score. I'll show you a score. Let's play some D&D. Yeah, let's play some fucking D&D, guys! I'm so excited! Up on top a towering mountain pierces a sea of clouds. The lord of the town, Estelle, waits for three adventurers he hired to arrive. Estelle has boomed in population since the observatory was first established, paving the way for the town to excel in astronomy and optics. These adventurers come from different backgrounds from all over the world, and have only just now met in this cart traveling up this rocky path towards the clouds. Neat. Yeah. 
And you I look three around. are these adventurers. Wow, um, it's us. Yeah. You've taken You've this take- job in this town called Estelle from uh from a lord who calls himself Carl. Carl's his name. Carl Starsteaker. That sounds like a pretty meaningful name for someone who lives uh, in an astronomy place. Yeah. Um, you don't know much about the town, just that it's uh, a high mountaintop village. It's got about, like, 300 people or so scattered about across the, la- the village lands. It's not, like, a tiny village, to say, but it's definitely got a huge boom in population. Um... That's really much. That's all you really know about it. Uh, you guys have taken this job for various reasons, um, mostly because it pays pretty well, and the reason that other adventurers haven't taken this job yet is because it's so far away and remote, and it's like it's just no one wants to go up to the top of a fucking mountain just to clear out a dungeon, which is what the job is. It's just to clear out a simple dungeon and. Um, recover what's inside for the lore of the town. Hmm, okay, that sounds like a pretty simple job. Sounds yeah. neat. Alright, and you guys are on this cute little cart. It's like a little wagon sort of thing. And there's a uh, farmer dude who's driving two oxen uh, that have like a bunch of fluff around them. Um, I had a picture for it, and it's on Is my it- other computer. Is it like a Highland cow kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Good old fluffy boys. Yeah, it's a big old fluffy boy. Nah, cow. Um, well, I want to look around, like, just at our surroundings. Is, right. is So your surroundings, uh, it looks pretty cloudy around you. But it's not, like, clouds high up in the sky. It looks more like fog. And it's very gray. It's like you're, um, you're, you're getting pretty close to the cloud, cloud skyline. And you're, you haven't broken through just yet. It seems like you're more just like walking through a bunch of fog. But it doesn't seem like eerie or mysterious. It's more, um, it's more like white and gray. And you can see in the distance some like, uh, llamas chewing on very short shrubs that are, like they they got this greenish grayness to them. There's nothing really bright up here. Everything's very muted. Hmm. Okay. What's the temperature like? It's actually a little cold. Um, kind of like cool. Uh, it's not really hot, but you can definitely feel the sun beating down on you. It's almost like you're so high up that the that you're like that much closer to like the sun, and like the protective cloud layer is a little bit thinner here, and the atmosphere is a little thinner, so you can feel like um you can't breathe as easily. But it's not that big of a problem. But it's definitely like there's definitely a breeze too. Uh, it, it, it's not it's not that it's hard to breathe or like it's uncomfortable. There's just a very like thinness to everything. So you're like inhaling fog and just a little moist. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a whole bunch of moisture up here. It's um. It, it feels like you're, like, in a sauna that's very, very cool. <laughs> so that's to say, like, you're uh, breathing in a lot of moisture. There's, um, it, it's just like a high mountaintop 
place with like a lot of clouds. Like there's not much else to say about it. Okay. Um I think my character would probably speak up actually. Um who's who's driving this coach? Um It is a farmer named You know what? I'm gonna have to write these things down because I am so bad with names. Um Had he introduced himself to us yet? Yeah, he definitely introduced himself um, when he picked you guys up on the town below. So yeah, this guy um, has introduced himself as Paul. He's a um, simple little farmer. He's got a tiny little vest on and like big poofy jacket arms and uh, it What's doesn't his last name? What's his last name? Ash. Okay, you know what? His last name's gonna be Ash. Just because you asked that question. Paul Ash. Paul Ash. I'm so bad with names. He's Polish. He's Polish. Oh my god, y'all. Well, anyway, my character is going to pipe up and she's like, Hey, Paul, how much longer till this place? Feels like we've been on this road forever. Oh, uh, no, don't worry about it. We're just a couple more uh, trots along and... We'll be there before you know it. Uh, just enjoy the beautiful landscape around you. You see, uh, uh, our family had has had this land for generations, but it's been split off and uh, married off to other people and stuff. And, but, I mean, it, it's still in our town, and all of this is pretty much the town of Estelle, but it's, you know, the boonies or something. Look at that goat. Yeah, sure, whatever. Look at that goat. Really not that interested in goats, Paul. What? You don't like goats? Not that interested. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess goats aren't for everybody, but, um, what, uh, if you don't mind me asking again, what, uh, what are you guys doing here on Estelle? Trying to get money. Tr like everybody money. else. Like, oh. It is all about that coin, my dude. Ah, Finally, is that the voice you're going sense. for? Have I decided on that voice? Is that the voice you're going for? <laughs> Why is it bad? I don't know. It sounds something along the lines of some nasally dude and also weed. Oh, you sound like this. Hi, guys. It's me, Fox. Are you making it Perfect. sound like fucking Meatwad? <laughs> hey, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm Meatwad. I'm a meatball. Roll for weed. Roll for weed? Give me a roll yeah. then. Oh shit, okay. So yeah, wait, are, you, are you rolling it up or are you rolling to find it? I don't know. We'll see what number comes out. Ash. Five. <laughs> you got five for finding weed. You don't find any weed. Turns out yeah. this is a very arid environment up here. Uh, there isn't a lot of rainfall because, well, you're above the clouds most of the time. And it doesn't really rain that well. <laughs> So we can't grow weed. It doesn't rain, but it's like supposed to be like foggy and stuff. Yeah, fog doesn't really like settle onto the ground and like precipitate. You might find like some beetles that are able to. You know, this is too much ecology for a D and D podcast. What grows up here? Uh, tiny, short, little shrubs, mostly succulents and uh, small, arid, uh, adapted plants. And this is again too much ecology for a D and D podcast. I was just curious. I know you're curious, but I've spent like 20 minutes on describing the environment. Would you like me to describe the food web as well? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay, so 
most of the natural animals are gone because it's a fucking farm now and there's only goats and llamas. Okay. But eagles right. still exist and they'll pick off the little babies. And, you know, Paul is saying this all to you guys. He's he's explaining the entire ecology of the system and you guys are probably just like, what's that plant? And he's like, that's a shrub. Isn't that exciting? Abby either ignores or sleeps through the majority of his lecture. <laughs> Do you know what would be exciting? What? If we got to the damn town. Oh, don't worry yeah. about that town. It'll show up eventually. Um, oh, I know what we could talk about. So, you, you know how the gods have been a little quiet lately? What do you guys think about that? I don't really care about gods. Yeah, I don't really care about them. Let's move on to something more interesting. Jeez, uh, not very, uh, godly people, are you? Nope. Uh, it's got that I see right. the devil's ledges. Oh my god. Hey, is that a slur? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, she's a tiefling. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, we're gonna be working together, probably. So, maybe you should not be going with the tiefling slurs with two tieflings around. Hmm? You know what? That's a fair point, my dude. What's not gonna happen again? Yeah. Better not. And every time uh, a foxfire mentions devil lettuce, I, I mark a point and then when it gets to ten so plus one up. racism point. <laughs> plus one racism. You leveled up in racism. Not a good thing. Anyway, how fast is this cart moving? Could I, like, potentially walk alongside it? Yeah, you could potentially walk alongside it. Okay, cool. So, I actually have an herbalism kit, so I think I'm going to go and uh, jump out of the cart, and I'm gonna go along and look at some of the succulents and uh, basically do some herb gathering. Yeah, you can gather a couple of plants. You don't really know for sure which of them are herbal and medicinal, but... Uh, Paul can point out some of the ones that will flower and might have some use if they were flowering and some of the succulents. Well, I do have a, a medicine check, so could I figure that out? Yeah. Alright, let me get out. Die. Alright, here we go. Go for it. That is a 17 plus 4, so that is a total of 21. Alright, so you're able to, um... Pick out some of the plants that might be some of some use. You could probably brew them into a potion if you, like, found a place that has potion brewing and stuff. Well, that's what the herbalism kit is supposed to be for. Oh, to brew potions? Well, at least healing potions, but I think that's the extent of it. Okay. So, yeah, you've gathered some herbs for a healing potion. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Herb get. Herbs. Is Luthmos doing anything? Lufmos is just enjoying the scenery, like he doesn't really need to do anything yet. Yeah, um, you guys are enjoying the scenery and you're just, uh, slowly making your way up this, like, rocky path that seems to be cobbled together through some stones that have just been, like, strewn about and made into, like, a road. It's hardly paved and, um, it seems like the ox aren't having much problems with it, but every now and then the cart will, like, jostle around and there'll be a bump and you'll get hit and it'll kind of be flung up a little bit and it's a little awkward 
Um, but you're slowly making your way up, and you see through the fog, it finally breaks, and you start to see buildings, and see more and more and more buildings pop up out of the fog, out of the mist. Um, then you see, it's about like, like 30 and 50, 80 or so buildings in this nice, small, bustling little town. There's churches, there's leather workers, there's so many like optic shops glass shops and fortune telling shops there's inns and uh bars and stuff there's there, there's little like um stables there's stables and there's uh there's like armor and um weapon shops and there's it, it seems like this town just like came out of nowhere piercing through this mist and these clouds and you're finally breaking through the cloud layer and suddenly you can see the sky with like very thin clouds way above you uh, th that are hardly able to uh, cover up the sun that's just beaming down on everyone and Paul uh, slows down the car and, and brings it up to a stable and he says well uh, I sure had a fun time bringing you guys up here a uh, fun chat um, uh, enjoy the town of Estelle. Yeah, thanks for the ride. Yeah, thanks uh, a million. Is there maybe a place you can recommend this to go to first to get, like, settled in? Uh, well, uh, from what you guys have told me before, um, you've apparently got a meeting with the lord of the town? I mean, that's pretty lucky for you guys. I've never, I've never got to have a sit-down chat with the lord. Eh, well, comes with the job. All right, thank you. Uh, goodbye. Yeah, he waves by and he starts um, unpacking some supplies that he was delivering from the um, from the town below. You guys are in this beautiful town. It's got uh, nice paved cobblestone streets. There's people all talking about chatting. There's um, a church for the local god, Solus, there. And there's um, there's a nun ringing a bell, asking for donations. And there's little orphan kids there, too. There's uh, an inn called the Glistening Goat. And there's, like, a little goat symbol on, like, a piece of wood hanging outside. And you can smell that there's some really good food coming out of that place. There's general stores if you need to pick up any supplies that you may have forgotten. Um, there's weapon shops and not everything you could imagine, but it's pretty well stocked for a town that's just on top of a mountain for whatever reason. And you can notice that on a lot of the residential houses that look a lot nicer, there's huge telescopes on top of the roofs. And you'll see every now and then some uh, wealthy-looking humans looking through these telescopes and pointing things out, writing things down. In the daytime? Yeah, in the daytime. I mean, there's not that many of them out. But y you do notice that there are, uh, like, astronomers here. There's also, like, fortune tellers, and uh, they have, like, a crystal ball like hanging in front of their shop and they're they've got like very nice like silken outfits with like uh headbands that kind of like cover their eyes and they've got like a little mirror in front of them and they're like trying to like usher people in and be like ooh, 
Would you like your fortune read? Hmm. Well, do we want our fortune read? Yeah, well, if it's bad. Yeah, yeah, just saying. I think we should head to the Lord of the Town first, guys. Let's get that over with. Good idea. We can fuck around all we want later. All right. So you keep walking down the path, and the path like keeps going down through these houses, and then go through um, the shopping district, and then goes into residentially sort of areas. And as you go further down the roadway, they get um, more and more uh, large and fantastical looking. Like some of them have like really well done artistry and like um, masonry work. Um, and you slowly make your way up a little hill. And on top of this hill uh, is the Lord's house. It's this big estate with um, a huge plot of land with, like, very green, like, grass. Uh, it's a lot brighter than the native shrubs and, um, native shrubs and succulents of the land. There's fountains, there's a lot of glasswork just hanging about, uh, decorating the whole place. The, the, the uh, mansion itself is pretty large, three-story, pretty, pretty wide, and all around it is this big wrought iron fence. Neat. Uh, is there anyone, like, at the fence or anything? Uh, there's a little bell. Okay. Well, guess this is how we're getting in, guys. I ring it. Yeah, you ring that bell, and a butler-like looking guy walks out. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, hello, do you have business with my lord? Uh, yeah, that's kind of why we rang the bell. Oh, what business is that? The, uh, what, well, how do they say it? The dungeon clearing job? Oh, yes, the dungeon clearing job. Did you bring, um, the, the paperwork for that? You guys do have the paperwork for him. Oh, good. Yeah. I hand him the paperwork. He looks it over and eyes you guys up and down and uh, gives a little sigh and rolls the paper back up and hands it back to you guys and opens the gate and he says, Well, welcome to the Star Seeker Mansion. Uh, we are preparing for a feast for later tonight where we will be discussing the matters of the dungeon itself uh but for now you can i suppose make yourself at home but don't be too uh rowdy we are expecting many guests tonight uh sure whatever is there maybe like uh, a lounge we can sit in yeah there's definitely we... a lounge okay until the lord comes to speak with us if that happens yeah, you pull yourself a big comfy chair and like big old sofas. They seem to be padded with something real nice and soft. And the lounge itself seems like a kind of like a trophy room, but it's for like goats. They seem to be having like a lot of taxidermy goats and like little uh, gold ribbons and stuff underneath them denoting like prize winning um, goats and like best in show breeds and stuff. I go looking for a library. You go looking for a library. There is indeed a library. It is pretty large. Um, seems that a lot of the books are about goats and glass. <laughs> Man, this guy sure lost his goats. 
can I look for like a book about I don't know magic maybe <laughs> there's like a beginner's guide to magic in there don't need that book <laughs> can I check to see if there's like I don't know something better than a beginner's guide to magic no, there really isn't anything more advanced than that. It seems like uh, his library is more for uh, fun and showing off that this uh, the Starseeker family has like a lot of wealth in the glass and goat industry, and they wanted to show it off through the library, basically. Is there uh, a reason why this family in particular is so fond of goats or like what the entire town's deal is with goats. Do you ask this to somebody? Or are you just wondering this out loud? Who do you ask this to? Uh, I'm just asking it to myself or like looking for maybe a book as well to see if I can and find any history. Yeah, you can find a book called uh, History of Starseeker. Okay, and I'm going to read it, and just tell me if there's anything interesting in it. Yeah, basically, uh, Star Seekers were one of the first to find the town of Estelle, and they found it on, um, and they and they uh, raised a lot of goats, and they figured that the rocks there were very high in silicone, and they were able to melt it down into um, glass. And the glassware actually brought in a lot of the industry in the area, since glass is an extremely valuable product uh, in this world. But uh, it's the ghosts that help sustain them through hard, harsh winters, and uh, they've tried to build a history around the goats, and they... Uh, they they do a lot of like custom breeds for the goats like big long ears and different colors and there's a whole like whole section about um the genealogy of the goats and their family and it's pretty boring through that section but um yeah <laughs> i'm going to use my downtime to find somewhere quiet so i can take my herbs and my herbalism kit and make a potion of healing all right. Is there a skill for that? Uh, I wish I was at my other computer. I don't have access to a book. Hold on. Okay. Apparently, it's not that clear. Hmm. Um. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So on page one fifty four of the handbook, <laughs> under the herbalism kit, is I'm I'm just reading off this. It's stated that proficiency in the herbalism kit is required if one wants to craft a potion of healing or antitoxin. To find the crafting rules, you go to page 187, where downtime activities, we have rules for crafting. We find a person proficient in the needed tools, which I am, can craft items at a rate of 5 GP a day. A, a healing potion for the person proficient in the herbalist kit would take 10 days to make. Oh. So I guess I make a tenth of a healing potion. Yeah, you get started. You start grinding up some stuff, and is this really how you're going to spend your time? I got nothing else to do. If I, if I do anything else, I might meditate. I explore the rest of the house, or the mansion. Yeah, yeah you can explore the rest of the mansion. Um, You see that there's a bunch of, like, rooms, and, like, you peek in some of them, and they've got some exotic stuff. Some of them are just, like, rooms. Some of them are just, like, bedrooms. Um, some of them 
have like plants growing in like big greenhouses and some of them are just like storage rooms and some of them are like janitor's closets um but you do come up onto one room that has um a maid standing in front of it and they say um excuse me can i help you <laughs> what's in there guy or girl whoever you are um i'm a girl um are you just exploring the mansion? Yeah. Uh, then I would ask that you would avoid this area and just continue on your way that way. She points you in, like, a different direction. Okay, I think there's something in there. Uh, obviously. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, what could be in that room? Who knows? Oh, man. Well, yeah, now that you say that, I kind of want to actually go in that room now. Oh, please don't. Um, this is a private room, and we would like that you would not um, come in here and mess with anything. It's very important that our guests uh, do not enter this room. Uh, there's plenty of other rooms for you to go in. Have you seen the library? We have a library that's very large and we also have a statue room of all of our prize-winning goats from the goat fairs um if you'd like i can call one of the other butlers up and they can give you a tour yeah i've already been in those rooms uh they weren't very fun i think i'm gonna use uh prestidigitation oh and i think i'm gonna like make a shower of sparks around the corner to distract her okay Let's see if she can smell what you're putting down. That's my dice noise. You can't see smells. Um, yeah, she sees the sparks and she's immediately like, oh gosh, what's going on over there? Um, uh, oh gosh. Uh, she just starts fumbling around in her bag and she picks out, like, um, a stone. A very smooth, circular, spherical stone. She's like, um, come down to the uh, second floor, uh, west wing hallway. Uh, I think there might be a fire. Oh, gosh. And she, she's like speaking into this orb. I think we should get out of here. There's, there's, a, there's a fire that close. We should maybe, like, move. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I think we'll be fine. We noticed it. And, well, there isn't any smoke, or uh, it doesn't seem like it, there's a lot of heat coming off of it, so I think, um, uh, I, I think Master Daryl will be able to uh, handle that situation when he comes. Okay, like, for real, am I supposed to get into the room? <laughs> Maybe now is not the right time to get into the room. Okay. Uh, I walk in the direction of the sparks, and they just turn She's off. Like, oh! Gosh. As I walk by. Oh my god! Oh gosh, don't go towards the fire! You just like walk into the fire. Yeah. Oh okay, now you're now you're in fake fire. Congratulations, Foxfire. You've lived up to your name, being all so sly and on fire. Foxy fire. Yep. Oh I just continue to explore the house. I go back to like check up on other stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, you just explore the rest of the house. It seems pretty uh, mansion-y. Uh, very nice. Uh, ornate rugs, statues, lots of glassware. There's chandeliers that are sparkling with light. Can um, I swim from them? Hmm? 
my swing from them. No. I mean, you could, but you'd also fall and hurt yourself real bad. Dang. Is that is that a yes? No. It's a no. That's a no. <laughs> Good. I don't want you to get hurt this early on doing something that stupid. I'm just going to go take a nap in the lounge, I guess. <laughs> All right. You take a nap in a lounge, and um, you do smell a intoxicatingly delicious aroma coming through the kitchen. All three of you. Ooh, that smells pretty good. I'm not getting very much anywhere with this thing, so I guess I'll go check it out since I have not much else to do. Alright. You head over onto the kitchen and you can see um, a couple of butlers like standing around, taste testing, uh, getting like a big, huge table set up, and one of them stops you and he's uh, uh, wait, 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 I know it smells real good in here right now, but it's not food time just yet. Well, when will it be? Oh, just real soon. Um, you guys, you're the, you're the other group of adventurers, aren't you? What do you mean, other? Oh, no, you're not the only ones who got hired on for the job. You know that, right? No. Huh. No one told you that? Oh, that's no. terrible. Uh, but don't, don't worry about it. More the merrier, am I right? But I'm just a butler, what do I know? I guess. Um, well, so, so if we're not the only adventurers, how many people are here? Do you, do you know that? I, I mean... Oh, well, for now, it's just, um, well, uh, Carl's in his study, um, and we're all getting prepared. The, 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 the butlers and the maids and I are all getting the table set up and getting dinner all ready for you guys um there's gonna be a party where all the nobles are gonna come into town and celebrate uh carl's um recent acquisition of a plot of land oh and what plot of land would that be well it's this uh family's plot of land uh it's Actually, the cemetery, the um, the burial grounds for a lot of the the Starseeker family, which has fi- been finally passed on on to Carl due to some weird legal reasons. I I telling you, this <laughs> the legal legality of this all has been a mess. Um, you haven't heard about uh Randall, have you? Uh, not really. Okay. I didn't really do too much research on the place. Randall is uh Carl's brother. And he was actually set to inherit this entire estate, but he uh, ran off like three months ago or so, and we haven't seen him since. And yeah, d- due to the rules and all the legal stuff, and he's basically been de- declared dead. So after yeah. only three months, isn't that kind of short notice? Life maybe after a year, I would say they might be dead, but. Three months is still kind of a short enough time to find him alive. Uh, okay, okay. So, you know these orbs? Have you seen them around town? They're one of the, uh, fortune tellers, um, uh, they're like a scrying stone. And he pulls it out and he shows you it's kind of like a tiny crystal orb. Like, uh, the Starseeker family has helped to invent these stones. So that's part of the reason why this whole family is pretty wealthy. And they function sort of like um, 
you know scrying, right? You, you you talk to a scroll and you can send messages, like it's a sending spell. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. Th this orb functions like that. And Carl and Randall have these. And Randall has not been picking up for the past three months or so. So we have no idea what happened to him. We don't we can't find his stone, so we have to assume he took it with him and he's just not been picking up. Maybe he lost it. No, you can't lose something this precious. Maybe he just sucked at life. <laughs> he actually gives you kind of a stink eye. And kind of eh. turns away and starts being like, okay, maybe you should guys should just wait in the lobby for now. Uh, food's gonna be ready in maybe an hour. The party's gonna start. Eh, okay. Well, see you then. I go back and check if the maid's gone. Uh, the maid's still there, and actually there's a second, uh, person there. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh uh, yeah, and she points at you, and the other one's like, Oh, so you're the little troublemaker. Sure am. Yeah, you're... Well, I'll give you a pass on this one for now, because you're... You're the one of the adventurers hired from for Carl, right? Yep. Uh, just don't pull something like this again. Um... I get that you're so curious about what's behind that mystical door that's got nothing in it. There's nothing of importance in there. I'm serious. But what's behind door number one? Uh, your immediate uh firing and being kicked out of this mansion. Well, see ya, I guess. And as time passes by, uh, a couple nobles start trickling in through the house. They don't even notice you guys. They just kind of walk past you. Come by me. I don't care about those rich fucks anyway. Yeah, some of them, it starts to get that there's so many of them that they do start trickling back into the lobby because food's still not ready yet. And you can hear them whispering about, uh, goats. <laughs> Goats, I gotta be honest, they're talking about goats. And is this is this the man who stares at goats? No. And you they're sure? talking about astronomy and uh glassware. Just they're just chatting up about it. I bet there's goats behind that door. Secret stash of goats. Uh in the meantime, I guess uh I'm gonna turn to Ludmus and I'll be like, hey, don't you think uh the fact that this guy disappears kind of like suspicious? Yeah, it's pretty suspicious, but I wouldn't do anything just yet. I mean, I guess not. I mean, it's not entirely our business, but it's also kind of our business, because, you know... We can investigate it later. Maybe the the Lord himself has something to say about it. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I mean, they were brothers and everything, so... Yeah. It might be a touchy subject. That's true. Eh. Well, let's just focus on getting our money right now. Yeah, let's get the money. And if we still feel like investigating this other matter, then we can do that. All right. So it's uh, one of the butlers comes into the room and announces that dinner is ready. And all the nobles are happily, gleefully wiggling their way to the kitchen and choosing all these seats, and you can see way at the head of the table is um, Carl, obviously. He's dressed in his best, 
and he's got a giant mug of what looks like wine and he is chugging it down already and he's welcoming everybody he's uh shaking a bunch of nobles hands and they're all um patting him on the back and he's smiling and drinking along pretty happily and um there seems to be kind of like a crowd around him and it doesn't seem like you guys can talk to him just yet uh, and you guys are all stationed at, like, the very end of the other side of the table, far off by yourself. And uh, as you're sitting down and the appetizers are being brought in, um, uh, somebody kicks open the kitchen door. And a lanky-looking human bard comes out, along with a gigantic female orc. And he says... Hey, wait a minute! Hey, uh, it's me! Um, a little drunk and a little late, but late's better than never, am I right? Me, your adventure guy who, who, who got hired, and the orc is like, Yes, uh, sorry, we are late. We had to pick up some snacks along the way. Um, I hope that's not too much of a problem. And they're completely ignored. Yeah, that's, that's real great. Uh, time to sit the fuck down. Is the only guy drunk? Like, really? Seriously? At this time of day? Already? It's only sundown. Uh, the guy who's very clearly drunk, the lanky-looking fella, uh, waddles on over to you guys and puts his hand on his chair very loudly for stabilization and says, You guys must be those other three adventurers who are supposed to help us clear out the dungeon. He takes a big swig from his mug. I think we're going to be the only three people clearing this dungeon here. Yeah, I think we're good by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I think you guys need my help. I'm really good at adventuring. And the orc pats uh, this lanky guy on the back, and she's like, oh, yeah, my Anthony is just the best at being the worst adventurer. And he he elbows the orc a little bit, and he's just like, <laughs> that's no way to introduce me to our party or compatriots or fellow adventurers. If anything, we can use him as a meat shield. <laughs> the Man. orc kind of like lowers her hand, and she's like, if anyone's going to be a meat shield, it's going to be me. And she shows off her big rippling muscles. Ooh, and uh I see. And the lanky human pats uh the orc on the side and is like, Yeah, you tell him. So are you two going to be joining us for dinner as well? Or are you going to uh enjoy yourself elsewhere? Um the lanky guy wake uh perks up, He's like, oh, you know what? I haven't even introduced myself. I haven't even introduced myself. My name is Anthony. Uh, Anthony Bellsworth. Uh, I I'm a bard. And this is my wife, uh, Rothkar, the orc. She is the best. And could probably bench lift like five of me at once. And Rothkar strains herself out and she's like oh we will be joining you for dinner uh i'm hoping that they have um 
goat. Uh, I've heard that the goat here is one of the best cooked in the world. I'd have to taste it to believe it. Well, you know, sure. Not really sure how what else they would be serving here besides goat. There's absolutely, absolutely goat coming out of the kitchen doors. The 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 the, the like the chefs are coming in and the goats have like little apples in their mouths and they're pretty well skinned and, and like just like a full on goat. The whole the goat, whole goat body. body. It's just like it's placed in front of all of like all down the line. Like like five of them. Y'all got any fantastic. beef? You guys have any beef? <laughs> got a beef they, with They you. actually ignore you on that comment. Like, it looks like they got a beef with you. Beef or chicken. <laughs> Anthony grabs one of the legs of the goats and just like hams down onto it and just sloppily just like engulfs it. And uh, Rothkar takes like an entire body and does the same. <laughs> Except with a little bit more finesse. Anthony's like, so, here's the plan. Uh, um, I've heard this place is a, uh, it's a catacomb. Uh, you know what those are. They're, they're, they're like family graves where they can all like stay together and be dead together. Isn't that great? Uh, mm-hmm. so basically we just got to go in there, clear out. Apparently it's got some sort of infestation of some low, tiny little uh, monsters in there. We just gotta clear it out. Uh, Carl's got something to do with the land. I don't really care. I'm just here for the money. Uh, uh, but the plan is that you guys go in first. We, we got the map. You go in through the corridor and you distract whatever's in there. And then I come in. Uh, guitar blazing, and Rothkar just mows everyone down. That's real funny. What makes you think that a guitar is gonna do anything against undead? Wow, you're real ruthless in the fire, aren't you? I don't know if there's gonna be any undead there. I mean... <laughs> I mean... Ob- like, obviously, yes, catacombs and stuff. Oh, big scary skeletons, but... As a seasoned adventurer as I am, you just kind of get a feel for these sort of things. That ground is still hollow. Uh, it's still uh, blessed by, I think, the local god, isn't it? And Rothkar speaks up and like, yeah, the local uh, god of Solus still blesses that land. I wouldn't expect any undead to be there. Well, if anything's ever taught me about this, it's always to expect the unexpected, so. Oh, come on. Expecting the unexpected. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that happens all the time. But still, I mean, just carry a little bit of holy water on you. It's not that big a deal. There's like a skeleton. They're like a moving rock, but like with a face. Anyone can take it. Like, like, like okay, you see this bone? He gets the goat leg that he's just devoured and like the bone is just left. Look, look at how easy it is to just... It's just snapping in half. Skeletons are easy. Don't, don't... If it's not skeletons, then it's probably going to be something like goblins. Or some other small creature that likes to go into musky, dark, rocky places. Like a rat. You think there's going to be rats? What if there are ghouls down there? A what? A ghoul. A ghoul. So ghouls in this game are like super zombies, 
and they're like made through like necromantic magic that's like super strong. Um, and Rothgar is just sort of like ghouls. No, 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 no. This place wouldn't have ghouls. You have to have you have to have some sort of big dark sorcerer, and they need something strong in order to summon a ghoul and. Ghouls infect other living creatures, and there hasn't been anything that's been living in that thing except for like whatever small creatures have invaded it. And I don't think those can be turned into ghouls. I've never, in my 30 years' experience of dealing with adventuring, have ever seen anything like a tiny ghoul. They've always been big. Um, when he says 30 years of adventuring, does he actually look to? be old enough to have adventured for 30 years. Yeah, she looks uh pretty battle-scarred and... Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was the, the bard that said it. It's the orc. Oh, yeah. The bard, bard doesn't look like he's been touched by a sword, but he definitely has, like, the facial features of a mid-30-something old man. Okay. Eh, well, I guess I'll take your word for it, then. By the way, have... have, have I guess they explained to you what exactly happened with the Randall guy, right? Anthony's like, oh god, no, uh, what happened to him? Well, from what I remember, we're clearing this thing out because, because Carl, you know, he inherited this property and it was Randall's and he's kind of dead, or oh, assumed yeah, I heard dead. That. I heard that Randall was dead. Oh, you think there's a big conspiracy or something? I mean, I think it's kind of suspicious, but that's just me. No, keep your voice down. Oh, man. I mean, I really don't care about this stuff, but, like, whatever whatever pays the bills, like... <laughs> I mean, business is business, right? <laughs> Guess so. And uh, the feast is going on, going on, and the nobles are starting to settle down and eat, and you can notice far down the line, Carl's actually, like, pretty damn drunk. He is talking loud and fast and slurring his speech. You can't really tell what he's saying, but every now and then you'll catch a word that you're particularly looking for, like, Randall. And he seems to be pretty upset like every time he speaks about like randall he, he takes a big swug big swig of his uh big mug and he uh he looks like he's crying hmm. guy's really shaken up about his brother that's kind of touching i still think it's suspicious though maybe he didn't do it maybe not him maybe someone else told me the butler we did it, guys. We solved the mystery. Case closed. Let's let's go home. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, the dinner is winding down. It's now past sunset. The sky is lit up with a million stars, and all the nobles are like, "Well, it's time to get to work." And some of them are leaving immediately. Some of them are still hanging around to chat. They're all ignoring you because you're all like peasants to them. Makes sense. And Anthony pats you guys on the back and says, Hey, uh, I'm gonna go sleep, probably. Uh, catch you guys in the morning! Um, pretty sure it's not tomorrow, but the next day is when the dungeon dungeon stuff is going on, so if you're worried about me, don't be. Um, not really. <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about you even if it was tomorrow. 
and Rothkar um, notices that Anthony is like just swerving around with his legs and about to trip, and he she just picks him up and carries him back to one of the rooms. And she um, lifts up a hand as if to say bye as she walks out. See ya. Pretty nice guys, but could maybe do less on the alcohol. No, I think the bard's kind of an asshole. Uh, I don't really think the bard's gonna do too well in the dungeon. Well, that just means that maybe we'll get a bigger share of the money. Absolutely right. So what are we gonna do now? Well, we got a day, so I guess we can go to bed and prepare for stuff in the morning, because we'll probably need equipment. I'm sure this town has enough of it. That's fair. Just hope that maybe they'll give us some provisions to go buy equipment with, because I'll be honest, I don't have much. I'm just broke. That's how it is. Yeah, it's a life and adventure for you, buddy. Yeah, let's just finish up what we're doing right now and go to bed. All right. Do you guys just want to go straight to bed? No. I go to the door again. <laughs> All right. Roll me a stealth check. Oh, shoot. Okay, cool. Yeah. 20. Nat 20? No, 18. Plus okay. 2. Cool. Yeah, you are sneaking around and you notice that the whole mansion is pretty damn quiet. Seems the meal has knocked everyone out pretty well. And you come up onto the door in that west wing and the second floor, and there's no maid. There's no anybody guarding it. How suspicious. I open the door. It's locked! Unsurprisingly. Is there a way to unlock the door? It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called a lockpick. Uh, or a key. Or if you had the key. Let's see. Or you could improvise. Or you could just break it open, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna break down the door. Oh god. <laughs> Actually, All right. Wait. Uh, so there's a key in the ear, is that what you're telling me? Well, I'm saying... I go... Uh, I go there to... There isn't just one way to crack an egg, basically. Okay, what's, what's the guy... What's the lord's name again? Carl. I sneak into the study. I, I go to the study to find a key. Um, his study is open, but, like, there's not gonna be any keys in there. That's not where keys are held. Is there an armory in the mansion? Yeah. Would a key be in the armory? No. Oh. What is this, what? Kingdom Hearts? You think a key is a sword? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, roll me a wisdom check and I'll give you a hint on where a key would be. Okay. 13. Uh, 12 plus 1. Um, you can kind of deduce that a key would be somewhere hidden and probably somewhere close to somebody's person and not, like, just laying out in, like, a study. Okay, so I sneak to Carl's bedroom. Oh, boy. Guess what? Carl's bedroom what? is locked. <laughs> oh, oh, my no! God. Like, did you really expect it to just, like, not lock the door? Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was gonna be that easy, did you? Yeah. Looks like I'm there. Yes, I did. There's other ways to crack an egg, Ash. You can figure this little conundrum out. Well, I don't have a lockpick. Uh, crack this egg. Crack this egg. I crack, crack the door this open. Egg. What? No. 
You can just go look for the key. Like maybe there's a master key. I bet the maid has the key. No, maybe not. I don't know what I'm going for. <laughs> Someone give me ideas. Oh, wait, are well, they with me or are they or are they in bed? I don't know. Are you guys with bed? her? With with Foxfire? Uh, no, I wasn't planning it, but uh, out of character, um, uh, you know, there's always one more than one way to do it. So kind of like imagine it's in real life. Uh, you don't even have to necessarily go through the door if it's on the first or if there's like a window connected to it, you should absolutely be able to go in through there. It is on the second floor. Can I go Would outside it? and check if the yeah. door, the room has a window? It does have a window. Cool, I go outside and I right. scramble up that wall. <laughs> uh, pretty sure there's a climb. Or a climb up the wall. Uh, is, that, is that an athletics check? Yeah, that is absolutely athletics. Hmm. 9 plus 3, 12. Not very good. Uh, you are trying to get a good grip, but it seems that your fingers just aren't strong enough to um, latch on to the mortar. It seems that the mortar is pretty well, like, uh, the, the masonry is pretty well done so that the mortar and the brick are pretty well smoothed all together. You maybe have been able to climb up if you had better finger strength, you feel like, but... It seems that you're going to have to figure out another way to get up there. There's also goats around. They're kind of nibbling on the grass, and some of them are asleep. Ooh, make a goat stack! I'm not sure a goat stack would work. And plus, I have minus one to animal handling, so... Do you think if some of the goats got hurt, maybe it would cause a commotion, and then Carl would, like, come out to check what was happening? The only way to figure that out is to do it. Oh, I guess it's time for Goat Flambe. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Uh, Play to your character. Hmm. He's an idiot. Okay, he'd probably do that. (laughs) Yeah, he's an idiot. Uh, Goat Flambe uses Firebolt. He uses Firebolt on on one of the goats? No, he uses Firebolt. Near one of the goats, like near one of the goats, just to scare it, just and like to scare it? make make like a goat stampede. No. Okay. So the way that magic works, I don't. Uh, you, you do need to roll a d twenty to see if it hits, except for magic missile, which always hits. Only that d twenty. Regular d twenty, right? Yeah. Wait one second. Oh, I have a spell attack bonus of five. E. So I got 15 plus the plus 5 is 20. Okay, so you hit where you were aiming to hit, and it was in front of a goat, but not close enough to actually hit the goat. And the goat is definitely spooked and very scared and starts screaming and running around, and all the other goats are waking up, and they're all running around too, and then the lawn's on fire! Cool, I uh, sneak around the other way to avoid suspicion. Yeah, sure, you sneak around the other way to avoid suspicion. Roll me a d20. Roll me a sneak. Roll me a stealth. One second, I'm trying to find a modifier on that. 18 plus 2, 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you sneak on by, and you can hear almost immediately as you bound around the corner, uh, there's some commotion going on. They're saying, oh, no! Uh, the lawn's on fire for some reason! What is going on? And they start um, putting out the fire immediately. Okay, I go, to, screaming. I go to Carl's bedroom to look for a key. 
you sneak right on by inside the house and try to grab a key. It, Car- Carl's not up. It's all the it's all the maids and the butlers that are going out. So but Carl's it's not just, all of them. Carl's just sleeping through that. Not necessarily. He is awake and he does crack open the window and you hear him saying, Same. "What's the commotion?" So his door is still locked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, you two can wake up at any time now because there is something loud going on and things are on fire. I probably wake up to this. Lufmus too, and Lufmus goes out to investigate. Yeah, you notice that Rothkar and Anthony, uh, well, not actually. Anthony is not awake. Rothkar is, though, and is gathering the goats all around and herding them back to um, a stable. And the fire is out, and it's left a little charred patch of mm. uh, grass. Lufmus is just... Why the fuck was there a fire? Yeah, that's a good question. Why was there a fire? This mm. is getting like more suspicious by the second. The maids are uh, conversing, and they're all pointing to like the location of the fire and the location of a certain window on the second floor. Huh. Well, is going to investigate that as well. Yeah, you notice that they're saying stuff like, Someone's trying to get into that room. I wonder if it's that wizard guy. That adventurer? What was his name? (laughs) Is there anybody else in this house that can use magic? And some of the other maids are like, Oh yeah, well some of us can use magic, but none of us would actually hit like a goat. Yeah, Bard was pretty drunk yesterday. I bet it was him. He can use magic. And Rothkar stands in front of you and says, Anthony's dead asleep. He was super drunk. And he's probably still drunk. He's trying to sleep that off right now. Mm. Yeah, that's no just a theory. What's more likely is that your little wizard friend thought he'd be a hot shot and start shooting goats in the middle of the night. I don't know what gets into you, magic type. Sometimes none of you are. Magic. I either. Like, why would he shoot goats in the middle of the night? Hell if I know. I mean, you guys know him better than I do. Would he? Even only, like, slightly. Even for me, this is a mystery. Would he be a guy that just shoots goats haphazardly? Maybe he didn't have enough to eat at the dinner. I, uh, walk out there. Oh, I should probably do a persuasion check. Like, I walk out there and be like, I just woke up. Like, I don't know what's happening. That's more of a uh, a lie. You're gonna have to do a deception check. Yeah, deception, which is charisma based. Okay, same modifier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking good. Oh, <laughs> not good. Oh, uh, do tell. One modif- three. You got a three. Good what, liar. What was, your, what was your modifier? Plus one. Okay, I got a two. Got, so you rolled a two. And I got a three. You got a three. You got a three. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you were riding that high for so long, but here you come crashing down. Oh, poor Foxfire. Um, yeah, you walk out, kind of strut about, and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I just woke up. Mm-hmm. All of the maids turn and look at you with this sort of obvious face on them, and they're just 
a little slack-jawed and staring up at you just incredulously. It's, one of the butlers comes up and says, Okay, dude, we open our house to you and we give you food. We are cleaning your bed room and sheets and we're taking care of you, basically. Because we know that you're going to take care of Carl and help secure his family. And this is how you're going to repay us. Man, what are you thinking? I wasn't. Yay! Ah. They all really shake their head and say... uh, And one uh, one of them that looks a little bit older, kind of like a... Maybe like a 40-year-old woman maid, she comes up and says... Look, magic, uh, I'm very well experienced with magic, and it's not a toy, it's not a game. You can't just shoot things off in the middle of the night because you feel like pissing off a herd of goats and watching them run and flee because it seems funny to you. That's gonna put somebody in danger. That's gonna put you in danger. We're gonna let this fly. had too much to drink at dinner. Well, maybe you should learn to keep your liquor down control yourself. We'll let this slide just this once because you're guests. But next time this happens, you're gone. You're out. And all of them are just staring at you, waiting for your reply. Uh, Thank you for your uh, kindness. Uh, It won't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. uh, They say, yeah, I sure hope it doesn't happen again. And they all start filing back into the uh, into the Mansion. Some of them are yawning real big, and some of them give you a big stink eye. And Rothkar shakes her head, just walks in silently. Well, uh, you know, we really need to overperform for a couple days from now to make up for this, I guess. I I don't want to get my pay cut for this. I'll give you the difference, but it's on me. What were you doing anyway, shooting at goats in the middle of the night? Yeah. You said you weren't thinking, but surely you were thinking about something else. Hey, uh, quick question on the side, on the side. Mm-hmm. What, are you guys proficient in any languages? Uh, yeah, I'm proficient in a few. I need to check. Uh, I have common, infernal, and orc. Okay, so I don't speak any of those. Uh, I also have common and infernal. That's just a tiefling thing. But I also have elven, so you and I should know the same language. Okay. Uh, wow. I forgot your character's name already. It's Abby. Hey, Abby. So if I speak to you in elvish, can you uh, translate for Luzmos? Uh, yeah. Why? Okay, cool. Uh, I started speaking in elvish. There's this door. They're, the maids are being really suspicious about this door. It's locked, and they, I can't get in, and that's why I tried to make the distraction so I could sneak in, because they're being very suspicious about this door. Like, there's something going on with it. Well, what, what makes you think that? Just because they're there? I've, I've tried to get in there repeatedly, and both of them, stuff, like, I, I scared one of them to think there's, a, like, a fire that was happening nearby, and she didn't move to check it out. So there's something definitely going on. Huh. Well, I mean, what could be up there? You think it has to do with, uh, you know, you know yeah, who? I think it does. 
And I'm assuming you just, mm-hmm. like, slash convey this to uh, Luthmos. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Luthmos is like, so you really want to get into this room? Yeah. Even, even if you, you're not quite sure what might be in there, but you think it has something to do with the brother. Yes, I, I really do. Okay, so you want to do this before we go into the dungeon. If we can do it without getting caught, I don't see what's the problem. Well, that's a real big deal, though, getting caught. So should we wait till after we do the dungeon? I have a disguise kit I can borrow out to you, so you can just pretend to be maybe someone who works there. They probably know uh, all of the employees who work in the mansion, but maybe you can be like um, just someone new who is trying out. Well, unless you have some sort of disguise on you, I uh, don't know if that would really work. I mean, they know what we look like. That's fair. Another way is, well, trying to get up to the Lord and gain his trust. Maybe he'd just willingly show us what's in there. I mean, we haven't talked to him yet, so like... We should, like, at least try to talk with him to figure out what we're going to be doing or, like, a better idea of what we're doing tomorrow. And then we could coincidentally ask about the room. That's fine, too. All right. I I say we talk to the Carl, or I say we talk to Carl. All right. It's also, like, really late. <laughs> I assume you I guys assume are probably just going to want to, like, go to bed and then do we the wake him up. No. If you try to do that, I stop you. Yeah, yeah, we go to bed. Everyone goes back to bed, and we make sure no goats are being shot at anymore. Yay! All right, you have a good night's sleep. Uh, and in the next morning, um, so butlers are knocking on your door, and they're bringing in a small breakfast. It's not anything big or grand. There's apparently going to be a brunch later that everyone's saving room for, and it's just, like, a little bit of toast. Some, like, just, like, a little bit of juice. Nothing big. They're like, hello! Good morning! Good morning. Are the goats alright? Oh, yes. The goats are doing just fine since that incident last night, I'm sure. Oh, you you were there, weren't you? Yeah, Yeah. I, I woke up from the commotion, and I guess I came there when the fire was already put out. Gosh, uh, it, it's not one of one of your group, right? Can you perhaps talk some sense into that guy? I I, I feel uncomfortable about someone who just shoots off fire willy-nilly like this. Yeah, worry, you already talked about it. He wouldn't do it again. He just had a little too much alcohol from the dinner, and so he thought he was going to entertain some goats, but... At the end, he wasn't entertaining the goats. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, okay. Uh, so, today we have a little bit of toast, and there's going to be a brunch later. I hope you can have enough, save enough room for it. Um, today, I think the Lord just wants you guys to relax, enjoy the town, um, see any sights that you'd like to see, and get ready for tomorrow, which is going to be the big day! Where you clear out that dungeon, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I have a question. Uh, did the Lord, Lord Carl did 
did he like uh is he going to provide provisions for our expedition or are we expected to get those ourselves uh Lord Carl will supply you guys with a little bit of gold. This expedition shouldn't be too strenuous. There isn't, um, the, the catacombs themselves are very straightforward. Um, whatever monsters are in there, he says he doesn't really mind as long as they're at least scared out or, uh, mostly taken care of. It's more of a scouting mission, as he's described it. If it turns out that there's too many of the little uh, infestation in there, he might call it a bigger team. Basically, this is just um, a little bit of like a vanguard. Uh, So it's a scouting mission. Yeah, it's a scouting mission, but at the same time, if it ends up just being something small, then you can just take care of right then that it's going to be an actual like dungeon, as he's described it. I mean... Uh, Car- Carl is a little bit shaken up at the moment, but um, he will provide you guys with a little bit of gold that you can buy some provisions in town today. All right. Well, we will have to thank him for that. Uh, would that would it be possible if I could do that personally? Um, he's actually recovering from last night at the current moment, but uh, during brunch he'll be able to talk to you. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. No problem. Enjoy your toast. Yep, see you around. And uh, for you, Foxfire, uh, that 40-some-old magic user maid comes in, stares you down a little bit, and she says, Good morning. Uh, I hope you rested well for the rest of the night. Um, And she explains uh, what uh, is going on today and all that, like what happened with other your other compatriots and she sets down the toast and like stares you right in the eye and she says i've got my eyes on you if you pull any shit again you're not gonna have to just worry about what carl's gonna do to you okay you got this oh shit oh you're a bit uh ominous uh yeah won't happen again my dude the star seekers have been taking care of me and my family too for generations, and I will not have you ruining anything on this land. And she kind of like rattles the uh, the tray as she s- sits up straight and walks out. I uh, just eat the toast and like, okay. <laughs> okay. You guys get ready. Do you want to do anything before brunch or? I try to make a little bit more of the potion. Yeah, so now I have a one-fifth done. You make a little bit more of the potion. Oh man, it's red. <laughs> it's it's a color. Ah, a glaphidus. Just like in Silent Hill. Yay. Right, anybody else have something to do before brunch, or are you just going to sit around and just stare at rolls? I'm going to go into the town. Alright! Just a little reminder about the town. It's got a lot of provisions sort of stuff. Um, they do hand you a little bit of gold, like 80 gold. Like That's pretty substantial for like, just buying shit. Oh, you said 8? 80. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. 80 gold, and yeah, there's weapons, there's, there's like general stores, there's a lot of glassware, there's a lot of glassware. And you can, and you know that it's gonna be cheaper here than anywhere else in the world. 
There's also fortune-telling shops. There's also the church that you can go and visit. There's the glistening goat. Um, and just people, like, selling jewelry and shit on the sides. Um, first I go to the church. Alright. You go to the church. Uh, in front of the church is the nun again, and she's ringing a bell, and she's trying to drop, um, a little bit of cash for the orphans. And she catches you walking by. She's like, "Oh, do you have a do you have a spare change for these poor, uh, parentless kids?" I give her three gold. Oh, she is like floored by this generous donation. She's three three gold. Oh, Solus, bless you, Solus, bless you, kind sir. Oh my word, may I have your name? <laughs> it's Foxfire, bruh. Oh, gracious Foxfire, I am indebted to you. Oh, children, children, come out. We'll be able to eat for weeks on this. Three gold? Yeah, dude. Three gold's pretty substantial. It's a lot. Uh, one gold can buy you a goat. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So you can buy uh, a lot of goats, dude. Yeah. Hey, wait. They can buy tree hole goats, though. Yeah. Um, how much uh, goats does Carl have? Uh, he has a substantial amount of goats. Does he have more than 80 or 77 at this point? Yes, yes and also and they're also... not for sale. <laughs> but there are goat stores. You could buy a goat if you theoretically wanted to buy a goat. No, I wanted to buy more goats than him. Therefore, I would be the ruler of the world and the land. There aren't enough goats for sale for you to be the lord of the land. <laughs> Buy goats and donate it to the orphanage. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I gave her some gold. Uh, I asked her, do you know, uh, do you know anything about the catacombs? Uh, I want to know if there's like, if the lands are still blessed, because I heard that they were blessed, but I'm not too sure. Um, the nun, um, curiously like holds her face and just. Well, I mean, the Starseeker catacombs, far off on that way over that hill, uh, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't be. I, I haven't spoken that clearly with Solus recently, but, um, she, she is still around. She still speaks with us and watches over us, and, and she answers our prayers just, just as you have given us, uh, this bounty onto us, she... She blesses us every day. So, uh, you, you must be an adventurer. Uh, are you here to clear out the catacombs? I am. Oh, well, um, you must be employed by Carl, then. Uh, I've heard what happened to Randall, and, uh, please tell Carl my condolences. I know he's not very, um, religious and all this, but c c could you please just... Uh, relay that message to him? Of course. Oh, thank you. Oh, Solus, bless you. And some of the kids are out, and they're, uh, they're sharing around the gold, and they're looking at it, and it's all sparkling and stuff. And, um, there's a big old shaggy dog, and he's, he's got, like, gray hair, and it's all matted and messy, and there's a little girl with it, and... She's, like, on the outskirts of the little group, and she's just watching. Uh, I go up to the girl. I don't know why. Wait, she's just watching? 
Yeah, she's just kind of watching silently. She's kind of like twirling back and forth and like kind of like playing with her dress, like the little like tassels on her dress. Uh, I go up to her and I'm like, hey, is the nun a good person? Is she like good? I don't know what to do really. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm trying to think of a name for her. Oh, Sister Tessa? Oh, she's a she's a wonderful um like mother to us. She's she's real sweet and always takes care of us real well. What's your name? I'm Foxfire. It's nice to meet you. She reaches out her hand and uh kind of wiggles it around. It's like nice to meet you too. So uh, she, what she, like as you, as you uh uh reach out to shake her hand, she actually kind of like grabs it and pulls you in a little bit. And whispers a little into her ear, your ear, and she says, Um, this is gonna sound a little weird, but if you knew something bad was gonna happen, you'd do anything to stop it, right? Of course. Oh. Uh, somehow that makes me a little happier. Uh, sorry. Uh, do you know Thank if you. anything is bad about to happen? Uh, I don't know. It, 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 I've been having nightmares lately, and they're real scary. But uh, Sister Tessa says that nightmares are nothing to worry about. They just there there are fears and there and that our fears are nothing to be scared of because they're not real. Okay, uh, out of character. Yeah, what's up? So if I asked her, would the girl tell me like what she's been like her dreams were about, or would I just get that they're nightmares? You could ask. Okay. Uh, do you know what your dreams were about? Oh. The town, and it's, it, but it's not the town. It, it, it something's wrong. There's the the ground. It's seems like there's fire, but it it's not on the building. It's something something under, and everything's crumbling and it's falling, and I'm falling, and I'm and everyone's very still and silent, and and everything's silent. I can't hear anything, and I, uh, uh, it's, I, I can't. I can't breathe. And she's she's just silent, and she's burying her face into her dog. Well, I feel like I messed up. Uh... <laughs> give her a piece of gold to make up for it. Yeah, I give her one gold. She takes a coin, and you, you, you can see that she's covering her face still. And she looks at it, and she says, No, I, I can't accept this. You should take it. And she slips it into her, your pocket for you. Uh. Just then, uh, a couple of the kids run up behind you, and they're running around you like uh, ring around the rosies, and they're saying, Thank you, mister! We can get a whole goat! We can milk it and eat cheese from it every day! And they're all singing and laughing and joking around. Uh. I guess I'm just gonna, like, leave the church, I guess. <laughs> Alright, cool, Beans. Uh, how about you two? <laughs> Freaked out by it? Okay, um, you know, I'm really curious. Uh, I'm also going to go into town, uh, and there's two things that I want to do. Yep. First, I would like to go and see if I can find a vial of holy water to purchase. Yeah, that would be at the church. Uh, Alright. At this moment, you could probably see um, Foxfire talking to uh, this little girl with a shaggy-looking dog 
as you get closer and closer, you see the group of kids circle around him, and you can hear them laughing and playing now, and now you're up on, uh, in front of them. Okay. Uh, since I see someone I know, I'm gonna turn to Foxfire, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you, you look kind of like you've seen a ghost, you get spooked by kids. Uh, I mean, this little girl, she just told me something a little bit unsettling. Uh, I think she, like, might know something about what's gonna happen. Uh, what makes you say that? Uh, she said she was having nightmares, and she said, like, the town was burning. Oh, huh. That, that is suspicious. You know, if that turns out to be true, your ass is gonna be on the line. Because chances are, if there's an arsonist about... And news travels fast in a small town. You might get blamed for the fire. Hey Ash, do you remember? She said it wasn't. She said it was like wasn't on fire. Uh, uh, no, no, more like she said that it was burning underground. Not like the town was burning. It was like underneath. Burning underground. Underneath was burning, and then everything was falling down. This place is built on a mountain. I wonder if maybe she had a premonition about some sort of volcanic activity. Who knows? I just don't. I just don't like the feeling of this town right now. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. There's just been a couple things that's happened that made me feel kind of suspicious. There's more than meets the eye, as is often the case. Luthmos, you curious about anything? Linda. Um. Yeah, Lufus uh, is probably going to just explore the town and maybe dig up some history because he does. He has enough equipment already. Okay. Uh, is there maybe uh, a bookstore or like another library that is less about goats? Yeah, there is another library. Okay, he will go there and. He will look for history on if there were maybe any fights in this town, because fighting is his thing. Yeah, there's no record of any, like, Coliseum stuff, any, like, gladiatorial arena things. This has been very much a um, farming and uh, livestock village for a very long time, and just recently, uh, glass has started to become its main export which has caused the boom in population and all that. Lufmos is a little disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah, it's not really surprising. Uh, he goes to see if he can catch up with Foxfire and Abby. Yeah, you can see them. They're right outside the church. And he goes up to them and sees they're discussing something. So he's like, what are you two talking about? Oh. Foxfire just said something very interesting. He said some sort of, like, little girl or something told him that she had a premonition for some sort of disaster. What is this disaster that she had a premonition about? You don't need you to don't explain need to... the whole thing. You can just say slash convey. Or or just like, just like I explain what I explained to Abby, to Uthmos now. Yeah, I explain what I explained to Abby, to Uthmos. Yeah, Luthmos, you hear that, like, oh, she had a premonition, the earth crumbling, ah, I can't breathe, ah, fire, all that. L- Luthmos is thinking, 
Like maybe it has something to do with the catacombs they are going to enter the next day. Since catacombs are underground. You know, that that is a good point. Which, I was actually coming here to buy some holy water in the case that we encounter some undead, so perhaps... Hey, uh, Luthmos, did you learn anything, like, about the town? Uh, not really. I looked into if they maybe had any history on fighting, but unsurprisingly, there have just been, like, this farming, exporting town the entire life of this town. Okay. Uh, so I think the holy water sounds like a good idea at this point. Okay. You're able to purchase a little bit of holy water. She, um, yeah, she, like, gets a little bottle and she's like, oh, we just blessed this today. It'll be like, uh, she, she says that she usually, um, sells these for, like, a gold, like, an entire, like, barrel's worth of holy water for a goal and she's like we haven't been having much success with selling holy water it seems the whole town isn't that interested in soulless well that's a shame but thanks yeah she hands you um a nice bottle and she says you know what you've already given us so much today i i couldn't ask for any more cool so it's just holy water on the house it's because uh, Foxfire gave uh, gave Nun Tessa um, three whole gold. Wow, that's really actually very charitable of you. I would not expect that from you. What, you. You wouldn't expect that from me? From Foxfire. Oh goodness, sorry. I I apologize for doubting you. Uh, yes, that's quite all right. Is is Foxfire not always this generous? Oh. Silly well, me. I'm going into uh, habitual things about rumors and whatnot. Oh, don't mind me. Well, I haven't known him for very long. I just didn't take him as a generous type. No, I'm very socialist. No, oh, okay, right on. Uh, I think we should check out some weapon or like not weapon shop, but like general goods stores or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know we still have like rations and stuff, rope and all that, but um. All of us can see in the dark. Uh, what other things might we want? Maybe we don't really know what we're going to be going up against. We might be going up against animals. We might be going up against undead. Or if the premonition is correct, we might be going up against something more. So yeah, some sort of like weapon stores, trap trapping, anything like that. Okay, so this is how it's going to work. You guys are going to be purchasing these things. Um... Like, not in the podcast. You're going to be purchasing these things out of the podcast. So this would be a good time to slow things down and say, uh, as you all decide to go on shopping and pick up some things to help you on your journey, uh, you see the sun, like, peeking over the... uh, Not peeking over the horizon. It's pretty well up there, and you feel like um, that... Regardless of how scary a ominous premonition may feel, this the whole town still seems very lively and full of like energy and, and invigorating. And despite everything else, you know you can get through it. And as you turn around, maybe catch a glimpse of the little girl and maybe ask her a couple more questions about what the premonition is and maybe something else about uh, 
maybe any other future site that she's seen, you notice that she's not there. And neither is the dog, and this cold wind blows over you just for a brief moment. And that's where I'm going to end today's first session.